What is good, my NBA-loving brothers and sisters? I hope you guys are all doing well. It is your boy Caleb back again to break down another slate here on the Malaga Drive Hoops betting podcast. I hope you guys have been rocking with me lately. I'm I'm feeling good, bro. We've rolled off 10 straight. Uh, I feel like I'm seeing the, the board well, reading the slates well, but the grind does not stop. The second you think you're the god of the world, that is when the game will eat you and spit you right the fuck back out. So we're staying locked in today. And, uh, you know, let's recap yesterday first real quick. Uh, what, what did we have? We had Warriors plus one and a half, relatively sweat free, pulled away in the third quarter. Uh, ended up blowing the Spurs out. Obviously love that. And then, got on, not going to lie, had a little bit of luck with the Pistons and Nets. Um, it was well on its way to smashing... Uh, the over at the end of the third I think it had like an 80 something percent probability just in terms of pure probability which actually means nothing in the grand scheme of things um, but then the Nets just went absolutely cold and, and the Pistons were scoring just as expected but the Nets went absolutely cold um, and we cashed it kind of in the last two minutes of garbage time when guys weren't really playing the best I mean they weren't really playing the best defense the whole game but nevertheless we cashed that we'll take some luck there and we will move on uh we got a fun nine game slate today but I will say I just get the feeling there are landmines all over this board today um I I just I just have this weird feeling that today's one of the days that things kind of go backwards in the NBA and you see it really um, I, I feel like once or twice a week, there'll be a day that the books just absolutely kill on where things don't really make sense. And it, it really feels like today's one of these days. Um, so I don't really, uh, I, I have a couple plays I like, which we will go through. Um, but I have not locked in anything yet. And I think at very, very most, I will play one play, um, which we will obviously get into. But again, today's a slate where I feel like it's just littered with a lot of different teams that are so up and down that you see, um, I mean, betting in general and the NBA in general is very, uh, very hard to predict. Um, that's why you see the best, the, the very, very best elite of the elite are hitting at 60%. Um, but again, we'll, we'll jump into it. Let's start with the first game of the day, a game I do like, but uh, obviously haven't locked in yet. And that is the Raptors at the Wizards. Uh, Raptors has five and a half point favorites on the road in Washington. And it's, uh, it's, I don't know if I'd use the word funny, but I don't really understand why the books I have, I have my idea and thoughts as to why, but the books continue to really respect the wizards. And, and you might look at this, okay, five point underdogs to an under 500 team. How is that respect? Um, but you've seen it really for large portions of this year. The wizards have never really been, I feel like, like if, if they had the brand name of, let's say like a, even like the Charlotte Hornets who are hooping this year, or even like the OKC Thunder, uh, they'd be a lar- a lot larger um, underdogs than they have been in a lot of these games. And uh, they got the job done in Chicago last uh, uh, two days ago. And I-, I told you on the pod that it just seemed like it was a game that uh, the Wizards would pull out, especially because they have the majority of their wins when Russell Westbrook sits. Um, Russell Westbrook will be back tonight. And let's just go back. We can look at their most recent stretch. Um really since they had that COVID outbreak where they missed three weeks. They came back and they got a 101-121 L to the Spurs, 88-107 L to the Rockets, 106-124 L to the Pelicans, 100-116 L to the Hawks. Um, so right there, I mean, right there you see that you have a four-game sample size of them just not being a good basketball team, not getting great looks, and, and quite clearly not defending at a very high level. Next game, they go to Brooklyn. 
Um, they actually hosted Brooklyn and won 149-146. I talked a lot back back then about how they, I mean, I hit them outright 700 on the money line. Um, and that was because the Nets just were giving them wide open looks. Um, and, and still the Nets, despite all that, there was, you, you play that game back a couple times and there are uh, definitely a couple times where the Nets would have pulled away. Um, they had their opportunities, just didn't hit the shots and then quite clearly didn't lock down when they needed to. Um, but then you come back after that win and then they come right back down to earth with a 121-132 L at home. Then they get back up again without Russell Westbrook, win 103-100, and then come back with Russell Westbrook next game and lose 95-122. 97 119 and then without russell westbrook 105 101 so um you've just seen it sounds crazy but russell westbrook is not helping this team he's uh getting to the rim uh the least amount of times he's he ever has the most amount this is the most amount of mid-range shots he's taken all his career or it might be second most and he's hitting him at, i believe the second lowest rate of his career so um I, you know i honestly kind of feel bad for the guy you know he wants to win you know he's an extremely talented and athletic freak um and we you know he he's a he's a legend in this game but at the same time uh not really helping his team get wins meanwhile the raptors are kind of picking it up they haven't really played the best talent but they won five out of their last six um most recently at memphis which uh may on on paper or to some seem like a kind of insignificant should should be a win type of win but that's a memphis team that you know was grinding really hard for a win that's actually pretty talented that has uh won some good games so i i like the raptors here at five it's a fairly short number you've seen the wizards rarely uh at this point in the year have they lost close games like when they lose it's a blowout and when they win they win obviously um but i love targeting wizards after after uh after a win um they've only won back-to-back games once this year and that was against minnesota and brooklyn so uh it's a fairly short number here raptors should be able to get whatever looks they want um and the wizards are coming off off of a, a win and getting russell westbrook back so uh this is one of the three four games that i'm leaning pretty hard uh give me the raptors here i don't hate uh money line parlaying it with another team that you think uh has a good shot of winning but let's get into the next game indiana pacers brooklyn nets Brooklyn, that's still without KD. He should be getting back uh, on Friday. And this game opened up as the Nets as two and a half point favorites. It's down to one and a half and down to one in a lot of spots. You can actually get the money line. At that point, I kind of like the Nets. Um, it's still very, very hard for me to get a read on this team because one, we have a very small sample size of this team. It's a new coach with a bunch of new role players with a whole different system. And so with a lot of these teams, at least, you know, it's not just this year that we're looking at. We have years and years of data of that team playing together, that group of guys playing together. It's just not the case with this Nets team. You'd think they'd bounce back, but it's also a really, really good spot for the Pacers just in terms of scheduling. Back-to-back for the Nets, they flew in from Detroit, which is not a ridiculous flight, um, but they flew in from Detroit uh, late last night, got in late. Meanwhile, the Pacers have not played since Super Bowl Sunday, so they've had two days off, and they haven't played um, well lately. So you know they're itching. We've seen it many, many times now where after a couple losses, they've come out and played really well. So would not be shocked at all to see the Pacers win this game. Um, Not something I want to play because, again, talent favors the Nets, but the spot really, really does favor the Pacers. So I think the line is fair. Um, The one thing I am looking at is the total again. I I talked about on the pod yesterday, overs have hit 17 out of the last 19 and now 18 out of the last 20. 
I, I really don't see any reason for to stay away from this one either. Uh, Pacers are top 10 in the league in pace. They might have just fallen out with their top 13, but you saw, I mean, the Pistons were bottom half of the league in pace, still went over the total there. Um, Nets are going to continue to give up open quality looks. Pacers should come out and hit them. It's just going to be, can the Nets actually come out and get and hit those looks? Because the offense looked pretty stagnant yesterday. I don't know really what it was. Maybe it was Detroit. Maybe it was cold, but um, I like the over here. Again, don't love betting these large totals. Yesterday, we got a nice 229. Finally, you get a Nets total under 230, and you got to like it. Today, you get it back over 235. Again, do like it, but going to really make sure to do my due diligence before we uh, go ahead and hit this. Next game, Atlanta Hawks, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Hawks has four and a half point underdogs heading into Dallas. Um, Another one of those games where spot screams a certain team, uh, but you can never bet purely off of spots. You have to make sure that the... The point spread is reflective of giving you value despite the spot. But most often, guys, these these books are professional line makers. The spots are baked into the line. So um, very rarely are you going to feel like, okay, this is a great spot. Books don't really realize it. Um, And I'll tell you why it's a great spot. The Hawks haven't played since Saturday. So they had Sunday off. They had Monday off. They had Tuesday off. Three straight days off in this sort of season um, is something that's honestly pretty rare here. And so, um, and we've seen it even with with teams that had some time off because of COVID. Um, we've seen that really be beneficial with both the Grizzlies and the Kings coming on uh, nice long hot streaks as, as soon as they had that COVID break. So um, on the other hand, you have the Mavs who have actually stacked up a lot of games recently. They played on Monday, uh, squeaked out a win against the Timberwolves, but they're not playing great basketball. They really aren't playing their best basketball right now. Um, you'd like to think they pick it up, get it into the gear. Everyone's kind of getting healthy. They're getting right, getting a rhythm. It takes time to get in a rhythm with your main guys all being back. Um, but, and, and on the other end, the Atlanta definitely feels the loss of DeAndre Hunter. These teams actually matched up, uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago and the Mavs won a close one, but they, they ended up winning by like seven or eight, um, so I think people look at the spread here and are like, oh, Mavs, they won in Atlanta a couple weeks ago with uh, DeAndre Hunter. Now Hunter's out. But I really do think it can't be understated how much three days of extra rest uh, really does for a team. And so especially you see that now go from four to three and a half. I think the books know this is a good spot for the Hawks. I'm not going to put my money on it just because the books think it's a good spot for the Hawks. I think you everything has to line up for me to play something. Um but I think, again, this is a sneaky spot where I think Mavs get a lot of the money. Um, and I would not be shocked at all to see the Hawks win. But, again, wouldn't be shocked at all to see the Mavs uh, pull out a close one here. But, again, that's that's why we don't bet it. Next game, going to... Going to briefly glance over this. Not a fun one to bet. You got another large 10.5 spread with the Timberwolves, except this time they're playing the L.A. Clippers. Uh, Beverly is questionable. He might be back. That's a slight boost for them, although I'm sure he'll be on a minute's limit. Paul George is still out. He's dealing with a toe injury. I I love PG. Uh, I was one of those guys that was standing up for him. Didn't really understand the hate. Um, And so I'm hoping this is a somewhat brief injury that he's able to recover from pretty soon because the guy was hooping 50-40-90. Um, with with great numbers, but that being said, uh, great spot here for the Clippers. I, I'll tell you, the Timberwolves are playing really. I'm not going to use the word good, but they're playing very solid basketball lately. They're fighting. They're playing hard for each other, and they still are going to have moments where the other team goes on runs because they're just not very good either on either end of the ball. But you at least see with this team, it's a team that fights. They went down 20 to the Mavs last game, and you can see, you just saw them con- continue to dog it out. The game before, they were down 20 to the Thunder, lost by two. Um, meanwhile, it's, it is a great spot for the Clippers in that 
they've lost their their last two and they didn't play till since sunday either so they're well rested ready to go if anything i i would like hitting them on the first half they've actually lost three of the last four so you know um they're trying to get right i know it's in minnesota um but the books have a hundred percent factored in that extra sort of motivation and rest that the clippers have with a large 10 and a half point spread despite no paul george so there's no value like you this spot would scream clippers but the books have sucked all the value away by giving it at 10 to the point where it's like if i bet this i almost like the the timberwolves just because they've been battling hard lately but again you could easily see the clippers go up 20 and uh the clippers are going to be a lot less likely than any other team to blow a 10 20 point lead uh because of the situation they're in having lost three straight and having a lot of time to game plan and prep for this game so uh obviously this game screams stay away and that is what i will be doing next game new orleans pelicans chicago bulls uh chicago two and a half point underdog at the crib against this revamped revitalized pelicans team a team that i was high on this year and especially early on sam van gundy talked about the two days the hours that they worked in and it was proving to be worth it early on in the season when their defense was tops in the league and then it just fell off a cliff um they lost a lot of games in a row i think at a certain point they had lost like eight out of ten they were in a huge tailspin um and then what do you know out of nowhere they got a win last week against the suns and then suddenly they're back in um rolling and now only one game under 500 they've won now four straight you yeah four straight and six out of eight and uh now now as you see they're favored in chicago um it's one of these tough spots we talk about the kings right and um this is one of my what i think makes this betting this sport is so interesting and no other real sport right baseball you it's it's mostly down the pitchers football it's once a week basketball maybe hockey but i I just don't follow it enough basketball you have so many ebbs and flows in these season and it's such a rhythm sport that you can come in and look like king of the world for one week and then look like dog shit the next week so um it was kind of the paradox that we had with the kings where it was like all right kings have been mediocre for the last 10 years they've been mediocre borderline bad for the majority of the season but they're hooping right now like how are you supposed to know when they're going to be good and revert back or what are is this for real is this are they going to keep this up and in the king's case they have kept it up um and then who's to say that the pelicans can't keep this up either so um there's really two ways to look at this if you look at this from a um overarching large big picture perspective you gotta like the bulls today they are off a loss um the pelicans have shown that they haven't been great for a long large stretch of the season they're at home getting points as a dog but then if you look at it in the right very here right now the bulls are without laurie markinen um they're without wendell carter jr and it's clearly affected them um and meanwhile the pelicans are playing the best basketball of their season so do you ride the hot hand or do you step back and take a big picture look i wish i had the answer for you i don't i really really don't on uh, again spot screams bulls also in terms of just the scheduling pelicans uh won at home against houston got in late to chicago uh late last night early this morning meanwhile the bulls have had a day to sit on their l to the lowly washington Wizards. so expect to expect a motivated bulls team but right now pelicans are a better team um and again with all those contributing factors i can't tell you uh where to go i think the line's fair i think if i had to 
I'm rolling just with the hot hand of the Pelicans. But uh, again, I can't place my hard-earned money on a game that I feel is close to a, fi- a, a toss-up. I, I, again, I take the Pelicans here because they're playing better. But it, I really don't think it's worth betting um, at this point. All right, next game, Cavaliers and Denver Nuggets. Cavaliers, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs here. I do like the Cavaliers, and I think a lot of people are going to like the Nuggets because it's a get-right spot. Um Nuggets have been, were, again, we look at another one of those teams. They were on fire. They were rolling teams. They were looking good. Yoke MVP, all that. Um, they were up to like four or five games over 500, and now they come back and have uh, three straight L's to the Milwaukee Bucks, the Sacramento Kings, the LA Lakers, um, and then even had a loss, uh, a win against the Jazz sandwiched in there with another loss against the Spurs. This is a great get-right spot for the Nuggets, right? They're getting a team that's far uh, inferior uh they've had some time off since their loss to the bucks um which was not i'm not gonna say embarrassing but uh they got they should have won that game they got jamal murray back drew holiday was a late scratch the bucks team has not played amazing uh to this point and so you know they're gonna come into this fired up i like the Cavs here though they again they tend to play up towards the competition you saw it with a close six point loss to the suns where they played really well uh, but there are nights where they when you're relying when you're too offensive creators are Darius Garland and Colin Sexton both uh second and third year players there's just going to be nights where you're really inconsistent and you could definitely see then you're you're going to most likely see the most locked in version of this Nuggets team um that being said having seen have expecting the most locked in version of this Nuggets team and knowing that they're still better also better than the Cavs I still don't think you can get it up to nine and a half I think it's closer to seven and a half eight so i think you're getting a couple extra points of value value here but at the same time i could very easily see the the nuggets just come out and steamroll the calves and, and the calves aren't really a team that once they get down they're able to call their way back with a lot of offensive fireworks although every team can do that no lead is ever safe in the nba um and again such a rhythm and momentum sport but um i lean the calves decently heavy here i haven't locked it in um because again the, the Nuggets should come ready to go today and are a better team. Uh, but nine just feels like a little little bit too much. Uh, but the Cavs are in the, in the midst of a, a large red stretch as well. So um, a lot of different factors to take in there. I like the Cavs. Haven't locked in anything yet. All right, last two games of the day. We got the Oklahoma City Thunder against the LA Lakers. Uh, Lakers aren't playing their best basketball. Obviously, they will be fine, but um, have gone now back-to-back games um, with OT both against the Pistons and Oklahoma City Thunder at home, which, um, again, it's early in the season, 80s out, it's not a big deal. Uh, but shout-out to Frank Vogel and shout-out to LeBron James. Uh, playing 42 minutes last game, no matter what, I wish Steve Kerr could do the same. I know it was overtime, but still, I'm jealous. Um, couple couple injury news items to report that will actually be pretty important. Uh, Mike Muscala is out. That's probably the least of the worries. But Teo Maladon is out, and then Shai Gilgis-Alexander is out too. I don't know if he's actually hurt or if the Thunder are just starting to do this thing now where they're resting their guys, and it's like, bro, Shai Gilgis-Alexander is like 21. Like, let the bo- let the dude hoop. Um, but James, James LeBron James is probable. Anthony Davis is questionable. Crusoe's questionable. Uh, I like the I like the Lakers here, man. I know they've now had two straight games where they've looked pretty bad um, by Lakers standards, um, but you'd like them to get right, and and we've seen them for so many times this year. Just roll teams. Just there was a stretch like a ten game stretch where it was like Utah Jazz level. Just 
speaking of the Utah Jazz, they've now covered in, I believe, 17 out of the last 18 games. Just continue to hit the Jazz until they give us any sort of reason not to. But um, I, that being said, I like the Lakers today. No shy. They actually won a game in Houston, blew out the Houston Rockets. It was actually at home um, without shy. So they've proven they can do it. Um, but that in that game, they at least had Teo Maladon, I believe. So or maybe they didn't. But regardless, you'd like to think that... Sooner rather than later, the Lakers are going to get a big time win. And um, if you want to even dabble on the first half money or first half spread at six, um, I don't hate that at all. In in case you want to avoid, you know, late, late game bullshit, honestly. Uh, But LeBron and and company are pretty good at avoiding late game bullshit, at least. So um, you'd like to. This is just a spot to me that seems after betting this sport for a while, knowing these sorts of guys in these spots that. Uh, Lakers have a game that they just matched up with. They, they just went to OT against this team. You, you'd think they're going to want to make a statement and be like, all right, fuck you guys. Like That was fun last time, but we're going to show you what's up. AD is questionable, so I think there's a chance that you know he suits up because he, he was doubtful last game. So the fact that he's upgraded to questionable uh, would at least lead me to believe there's at least a somewhat decent chance that he suits up today. So um, you hit this now at, 10, at 12, get AD in. I, I smell a blowout here for the Lakers. But again, I could be wrong. I smelled a blowout last game too and went to OT. So um, again, I, I'm not generally a fan of hitting these really large spreads unless it's like, okay, this everything in the moon the stars moon rising everything the tides are all lining up and uh, i can't say that the stars moons and tides are all lining up for this but a lot of things are lined up all right last game milwaukee four and a half point favorites in phoenix and i can't really spend too much time talking about this because jay crowder is questionable uh chris paul is questionable and i guess abdul nader is questionable that doesn't really although uh, abdul shout out abdul he's first off respect for being in the league and second off respect for making the impact he's had lately um impossible game to cap right now because first off i i don't know necessarily what the impact of drew holiday is um in terms of him him being out obviously last game they won against the denver nuggets and that's um that that's one game but you they could easily prove that okay shit we actually do need drew a lot more uh than we think one game is far from enough uh, of a sample size to really draw anything from it and on the other end uh phoenix suns are going to be without possibly without chris paul so uh line sitting at four and a half which i think would uh tend to point towards chris paul being out because with drew being out i don't see why they'd be a four and a half point favorite with chris paul in but if chris paul's ruled in and then better yet, you even get Jay Crowder in there too. Uh, I like the Suns here at four and a half, but again, no way to really know. Um, and that really about does it. If you want to get a parlay going together, I think you go Raptors. Um, I think you can get, it's even a tough day for parlays. It really, really is. Oh, sorry guys. we got one last game, a game that actually is pretty fun. So I would have definitely been remissed. Is it remissed or remiss? Remiss or remissed? I would have been remissed to not talk about it and that's the charlotte hornets in memphis uh this is another one man i've seen every capper and their mom on charlotte um and i get it there's definitely i think times that call for not overthinking right and you've seen something on the court don't overthink it trappy as all hell man i'm telling you this is a landmine waiting to blow up in my mind and i could be wrong i very well could be wrong 
But I, I, I think if I had to bet this game, I'm fading everyone on this and going Grizzlies minus four or, or better yet, first half minus two. Uh, you get a Hornets team that, again, I think with this Hornets team, it's best to fade them when they're being uh, bet a lot and, and, and maybe not favored because they're not favored in this game. But when they're super popular, I think it's best to fade them. And when they're not popular and everyone's on the other side, I think that's when you start to look at them. Um, Again, they've looked really good. You go back to, let's just go to January 29th. Got a big win at home against Indiana. Got a big win at home against the Bucks. Then they come down. Big win in Miami. They lose to the Sixers in a hard-fought game. They obviously lose to the Jazz because who the fuck isn't losing to the Jazz? Um, and then now back-to-back wins against the Wizards and Houston. I actually had them both games. So you know that I am aware of this Hornets team. They've gotten me two straight winning tickets um, in fairly stress-free fashion. Um, but I think this is again you when when you team when people zig you zag and that's I think something that happens uh, something that I think is applies here with this Hornets team they're the trendy underdog and we've seen them so many times in spots where they should when I was actually on them way 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 back like second week of the season they were hooping Grizzlies were sucking. Um, and the Grizzlies didn't have Jaw, and they didn't have Jaren, and they didn't have a lot of guys, and the Grizzlies went into Charlotte and beat them. And I think people look at the Grizzlies, and they're struggling right now. After after looking so great, now the, all of a sudden, after that two-game stretch in San Antonio where they look like world beaters, they've lost to the Pacers, 116-134. They've lost to the Rockets, 103-115. They lost to the Pelicans, 109-118. And they lost to the Raptors, 113-128. All four of which are quality teams. And I think, again, from the vibe I get from the coaching staff, the players, this is not a hang-our-head type of group. This is, all right, let's grind our way out of it. And it should be. Every team, honestly, should be like that. You're getting paid to play a professional sport. Grind your way through. It's a long season. Um, But I I think this spot just screams after four straight losses. All right, Grizzlies come with a lot of energy. They had a day off. Let's get right tonight. And the the Hornets are still without Devontae Graham. Again, I've seen every... I've seen fake-ass cappers. I've seen real cappers. I've seen everyone is united, shaking hands on the Hornets today. And I think that's a recipe for disaster. I I don't know. I, I really am thinking about Grizzlies here. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. But I, I really think a first-half money line bet or even parlaying them with the Raptors could be the move today be very careful today just be be very careful in general with everything today i think i just see a field of landmines ahead and i am not trying to give back all the money that i've made on a day like today i think the bookies are sitting back they're smoking a J. they're rubbing their tummy they're excited for a day like today i feel the vibes man be careful out there stay safe i know i talked very very fast today um but I had to get through it. I had to speed through it. And, you know, I want to keep this thing concise. But appreciate you all. I love you all. And uh, I wish you all the best of luck betting the NBA today. You guys are the best. I appreciate you tuning in. We will talk tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay blessed.